Do you wish you had reliable whole food plant-based meals that were quick, simple, and actually tasted good? Would you like to find your new favorite healthy drinks, snacks, and desserts that make you smile big? Then you're going to love the Power on Plants cookbook. Inside, you'll find our family's favorite recipes that give us more time, more energy, and more joy every single day. Our clients taste tested these recipes and have given their rave reviews. And then I gathered them all up into one delicious collection just for you. Rich Alfredo sauce, creamy tomato soup, tasty burgers, mouth-watering dressings, nacho cheese sauce, brownie batter hummus, and so many more. You no longer have to choose between healthy and delicious. Grab your cookbook and all the current bonuses at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook today. That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. Hey there, sunshine. Welcome to the Power on Plants podcast. We're your host, Jared and Anita Roussel, and we're absolutely head over heels for whole plant foods and helping you navigate this incredible plant-based journey. That's because our lives have been completely changed by plant-based goodness. We used to struggle every day with excess pounds and low energy, vascular disease, joint pain, and lack of sleep, just to name a few. And even though we're medical professionals, we still weren't getting practical answers that actually worked. So we dug into the research, we started living what we learned, and now we both have our lives back. And that's what we want for you too. The truth is you can do this and it's not hard. You just need a way that will bring real and lasting change. And that path, it has to be simple and enjoyable and it's got to be delicious too. So are you ready to live your life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place because living without limits, that's what Power on Plants is all about. So pull up your chair, grab a matcha latte and let's get started. Well, hello, Sunshine. I'm so happy to have you with us today because today I have a very special guest joining me here in the studio. She is an expert in so many things because she believes in doing things exceptionally well when she takes them on. She has her own YouTube channel and Instagram channel where she teaches people how to improve their art skills. But another thing that she's really great at is substitutions with whole food plant-based living. She has taken this way of living ever since we started it years ago and just skyrocketed herself to plant-based success. And she absolutely loves this way of living so I'm glad that she's here today to share what she knows with you. So Madeline, I'm so glad to have you joining me today on the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be able to come on and be a guest. This is so cool. And I, <laughs> and I, I always love sharing recipes with people. Recipes yes. from the kitchen. I'm always mm-hmm. cooking in the kitchen. If I have any spare time, I'm in the kitchen. You know, I think that's a family thing. I mean, that comes even before we were doing plant-based, right? I mean, I grew up in a restaurant. Your Nina and your grandfather also owned the restaurant. Obviously, my parents did. And you just, you got that love of cooking from them and then from me. But you know, what's interesting is... You don't have to love to cook to live this way. No. I mean, you absolutely don't because it's just so simple and so easy. And you, one thing I love about you is you take these recipes, the recipes that are out there already that are either plant-based or even non-plant-based. Actually, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to take a recipe that's plant-based or not plant-based and change it into something oh, healthy yes. and delicious? This, is, this gets mm-hmm. me started in a conversation. <laughs> So the thing with me is when I'm surfing the web for ingredients Mm -hmm. and for recipes mainly, I don't like to find ones that are already 
healthy, quote unquote healthy. The thing is, a lot of times when I just try to make them healthy without my substitutions, and I just go by what the people write, it just ends up, for me, it ends up goopy. If it's a cupcake or even just a muffin that's supposed to be healthy and it ends up having just some kind of substitute in it that seems like it would work, but it just, it doesn't work. And I I end up spending an hour, half an hour, sometimes two hours if I get carried away. And I get so excited, you know, to share my latest creation with everybody. And it's goop. I hate that. It's goop. (laughs) I hate that. I wasted two hours Mm -hmm. of my life. Do you know I had? Do you Ugh. remember the years that I spent in the kitchen yes. doing that with pancakes? Who could forget and waffles? It was a nightmare. Pancakes, yeah, pancakes. And they we were, but we were taking what we were doing was exactly what you're saying. You yes. hate doing. We were taking healthy recipes and we trying to make spent, them taste good because they didn't taste good. So we were mm-hmm. starting with a healthy base recipe that just did not work. No, and you can't take those really and make them good. It's just hard to do that. It works better to take a recipe that's not already healthified for us and to turn it into something really tasty and delicious that doesn't take you an hour, two hours in the kitchen and leave you at the end just angry over it. Like you're sitting there going, what the world? We learned this the hard way. (laughs) Please don't just learn from our mistake and don't waste (laughs) half of your life going Mm -mm. through all these healthy recipes, trying them, wasting ingredients. It's about learning the skill of how to replace and substitute some of the things in the unhealthy versions. And once you learn those things over time, one at a time, it's going to build on itself. And this is my secret goal for all of our members in Power and Plant Society. And I'm seeing it happen before my very eyes for the past years that we've been doing this, just seeing women just blossom and grow, learning how to take these recipes that are unhealthy. And they can look at them and go, oh, well, instead of oil, I'd use this. Instead of egg, I'd use this. And instead of this, I'd use this. And within five to 10 minutes, they've created a recipe using pretty much any recipe on the internet. And you can do it. It's so empowering. <laughs> it You feel like a superhero, I'm telling you, because you can look at this recipe mm-hmm. with sugar, eggs, milk, any kind of dairy, and you can just see it blossom before your eyes into a healthier recipe that's not going to turn into goop. Yeah. But you have to know right. how, you right. have to know what substitutions to use and how Listen, to do it. Because as resale women, we believe this that if you're eating something that's supposed to be light, it needs to be light it when it's healthy, be. right? It can't yeah. be a hard, if, heavy biscuit. If you ask me to toss you a pillow and I toss you a brick <laughs> and you end up in the hospital with a concussion, you're going to hate me. You're going to hate me. Exactly. And we feel the same way about our food, right? Yeah. You ask me to make you some light and fluffy pancakes. I'm not serving you a plate of brick covered in maple syrup. No. It's not going to happen. No. And if I end up making something like that, it's going in the trash because right. I love you too much. It's not going to make it to our cookbook, is it? There's no. no way. Now, she has helped me make some genius recipes for the cookbook. Two of my favorites are her breakfast cookies because they're just totally guilt-free. It's like eating a bowl of oatmeal. So she's got oatmeal in there, maple, a little bit of maple syrup, not much at all. No. And then she loves the raspberries that she puts raspberries in there. Raspberries are everything in oatmeal. <laughs> it yeah. could be oatmeal cookies. It could be oatmeal. Just mm-hmm. raw, maybe overnight oatmeal. But raspberries, if you like raspberries, I guess some people don't. But if you do, they make everything better. Oh, they're so good. And you can buy them frozen pretty much year round now in the store. Even yes. Walmart carries them a lot of times organic, which is unbelievable. Yeah, in the freezer section. You have to look in the freezer section. 
Mm-hmm. It's usually somewhere where the frozen veggies are. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to find sometimes. It's tucked away, but if you're diligent, you'll be rewarded. Absolutely. <laughs> sometimes you got to dig for the good stuff. Oh, yeah. But Madeline has a secret when it comes to raspberries that's much like my kale secret. If you've been around here yes. very long, you know I love to freeze my kale, crumble it up in the bag by squeezing it when you first take it out of the freezer. Really so fast. What do you do with your raspberries when you're putting them in the oatmeal cookies or in your oatmeal? I will crush them in my fingers. When they're frozen, I mean, when they're really solid mm-hmm. frozen, they will just crumble. It mm-hmm. doesn't take any pressure at all unless they've thawed because somebody yeah. left the freezer door open and they <laughs> thawed and refrozen to a brick. She has three younger siblings. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> but but if that uh, doesn't happen, they'll crumble like yeah. a dream. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. You don't have to cut it. With fresh raspberries, if you want them crumbled up, you're going to have to cut them because mm-hmm. if you smash them in your finger... Yeah, it's it's a mess, but it's so good in the cookies because they spread out and you don't have these lumps of um, like a wet fruit in there. It's just no. it makes these little crumbles that's all throughout your cookie. Secret, so you get raspberry in every bite. The secret right? is just in the oats. Mm-hmm. It's just the oats because the oats soak up even the moisture of the raspberries. If you add raspberries, but my recipe, it just has bananas mashed in it, which is actually what keeps everything together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of takes the place of the oil, right? Yes. That's a good tip right there. So Yes, that she, is a good tip. Yeah. We'll go into that. Okay, so side note. Mashed bananas, pureed fruit like applesauce, bananas are great substitutes for oil. Oh, that's especially a great tip. in these breakfast cookies. So what I do is I just do I just use mashed bananas and then I use a little almond butter because that takes place of oil as well but when you combine the almond butter and the mashed banana in these cookies it mm-hmm. just it bakes them solid no goop mm-hmm. no goop people it's so good and they're pretty light I mean they're good they're not oh, yeah yeah there is really like another another way it's really like another way to eat your breakfast oatmeal, but it's like a treat because you're eating cookies for yeah. crying out loud. But it's just the stuff that you'd put in your oatmeal and it bakes together so great. We love these cookies. So another thing that she came up with completely on her own one day, I walk into the house and I smell this amazing smell of citrus. Like what in the world is going down in the kitchen? I like to surprise her with cooking. I like to fill the house with good smells before she walks in. You're so good at it. (laughs) I mean, you're just so good at it. And so it's amazing. I mean, she didn't go to culinary school, right? I don't want you to think that you have to go to culinary school. She just learned little bits along the way. Right. You're a very good chef. Oh, thank you. But the thing is, is I didn't even go to culinary school. Now I grew up in my family's restaurant. But here's the thing. I learned the same way one tip at a time. And now I know how to do the things and you know how to do the things that we can share and make it so much easier for other women to do this, which is why we're here for you right now. And so with these cookies, they're amazing. But, but what she was making when I came into the house, biscotti, biscotti, are you kidding me? I I love biscotti, but as you know, there's oil in a lot of it and there's butter. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, one day the thought just struck me. I want biscotti. Why can't I have biscotti too? Well, I can. Yes. So what I did is I just went online and like we were saying earlier, I just got a recipe offline that had butter and oil in it, Mm -hmm. but I substituted. So instead of the butter, what I did was I made walnut butter. Which is basically just walnuts blended with water in a a food processor. 
I wouldn't recommend using a blender like a Vitamix because it gets kind of trapped in the bottom and it doesn't blend. No, and this isn't walnut butter like peanut butter no, or nut no. butter that's real creamy it's and like smooth. It's like butter. It looks like butter. It still has a few chunks of walnut yes, in it. Yes, but and they're it looks very fine. Very <laughs> fine chunks. And when you blend it for about, well, when you pulverize it for about a minute, the oil of the nut starts coming out. Mm-hmm. And so after you're done, you end up with this solid little hunk of walnut butter, which yeah, is yellowish, amazing. kind of like butter. Yeah. So that's what I use in my biscotti recipe. So I created a really good biscotti recipe. It's so good. And it's now in the members version of the Power and Plants cookbook. Yes. And it, the oh, there's rave reviews coming in. I mean, it's just so delicious. But the, I want you to notice what she said there. One day I wanted biscotti. And so I thought. Why can't I have biscotti? And this is what I want you to understand, that she took something that she loved. She took a food that she loved and that she wanted and that she missed, and she figured out how to make it whole food plant-based, no oil, and to make it healthy for her body. And she still enjoys it. It tastes amazing. It tastes every bit as good as any biscotti recipe that I've tried out there. Absolutely. I think it tastes better. I do too. Because it has all that flavor. So how do you get all the flavors in there? What was I smelling? Spices. Mm -hmm. So, well, actually, I didn't use spices in that recipe. But sometimes I'll shake it up and I'll add a little bit of um, cinnamon and pumpkin pie spice, which is just cinnamon and a few other spices. And that mag cloves. But what I had spice. used that day when you tasted it, I had used citrus. So I, I took a fresh orange that we had bought and I zested the whole entire orange. Just oh, zest yes. the entire orange. And you know what? The thing is, is that zest gets left behind so much and it has great nutrients, but it also packs this amazing flavor. Like if you're ever using lemon and you want to... um. You don't want to add more lemon juice to something. You don't want to water it down and make it soupy. You just grate some of the zest finely in there using a microplane grater, and it gives this great flavor. We're all about flavor, and that's how she got flavor into this biscotti. So you grated the zest. Are you having fun and getting some helpful tips today? Then please leave mom and dad a review because they love getting to know you more. Friend, we hope you're enjoying this episode as much as we love sharing it with you. It's our prayer that it's inspiring you and filling you with hope. If so, would you stop right now and share this podcast with another woman who's been praying for a health breakthrough? It would be a huge blessing to us if you'd take a few seconds to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts too. And now, back to the episode. Yes, the whole, all the zest. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't wasted. And it was so And it was good. delicious. Oh, whole, my word. A whole zest. I didn't, I didn't add any juice. Mm-hmm. It was just the zest. Mm-hmm. But the whole, the biscotti just tasted so good. And then I paired it with some dried cherries. Oh, my goodness. That is so good. Pairing good. that up is so good. Dried cherries. With the citrus. Citrus, mm-hmm. yes. That's so amazing. Oh, I love her biscotti recipe. It is so amazing. But we want you to see exactly how easy this can be. Once you know these simple formulas, the ways to substitute things, and you just learn one at a time. That's what we're teaching you week by week here. That's what we teach inside the membership. That's what you can learn by looking at the cookbook. We give you 
basic, good foundational recipes that are light. Like Madeline said, we don't eat bricks I'm around here. I'm not throwing you a brick. No. And I'm not cooking you a brick. No, you got to have waffles that f- seem like they're going to float off your plate. Oh, you yeah. You want pancakes that are light and fluffy and I airy. Want, I want pancakes that fly away from me that mm-hmm. I have to fight. <laughs> I have to, to fight to eat it. I'm pinning it to the ground with my fork. <laughs> That's it. That's absolutely the key there. So so you're saying the substitutions that are your favorite are what then? When you're making okay. these changes with a unhealthy recipe, what yes. are the substitutions that are your favorite? Well, when I see the word oil, I automatically think for substitutions, mashed banana mm-hmm. and applesauce, right. as well as almond butter or a peanut butter. But if you're going to go for peanut butter, I would recommend Valencia peanut butter. It's a specific type of peanut butter, and it's just better for you. Mm-hmm. Because it's it, known to be healthier, have less mold issues with, blen- with yes. Valencia peanut butter. And you'll and see it, that right there on the jar. And it's just as good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't taste any difference. So what I want to ask you then is when do you know to choose banana versus peanut butter versus applesauce? How do you decide which one you're going to use? Well, if I want it to have more liquid in it, I'll obviously add some banana and mm-hmm. applesauce because it's just it's okay. more wet mm-hmm. than, say, almond butter or peanut butter. How does flavor play into that? Flavor. In there? Well, yes. If you don't want a nutty flavor, mm-hmm. like a yeah. peanut butter flavor right. and an almond flavor, don't use. Don't use no. it. Right. Just if, use banana. You really, unless you use a ridiculous amount of banana, which you shouldn't be using that in the first place, you shouldn't be using too much. You're not, you're really not going to taste it. I think banana has a strong flavor. <laughs> well, okay. It okay. depends on how ripe it is. I forgot to add right. that. If it's not very ripe, you're not going to taste it that much. Right. But yeah, you have to be careful with that. But let's say I'm making something that I want to substitute oil, but I don't want any banana flavor in there and I don't want peanut butter flavor in there. What might I use? Applesauce. I, I think so. Applesauce has much less of a flavor to That's me. That's true. Mm-hmm. Get the unsweetened, though. If you are mm-hmm. if you don't want a lot of sugar in there, added sugar. Mm-hmm. Actually, we just get unsweetened applesauce, and it's really sweet because it's just the apple. It is. Now, what do you do if you see eggs in a recipe? What are some ways you might uh, replace yes. the eggs? Chia eggs and flax eggs. Although, chia eggs are my favorite. I make them all the time. Super, super easy. Two ingredients. Chia seeds water (laughs) and we have this little thing that blends up the chia seeds into this fine powder it's a tiny little blender it's a coffee grinder basically so it is or a spice grinder yeah spice coffee grinder very inexpensive to pick up on amazon yeah it's so cheap but we just use it for Mm -hmm. our flax Mm -hmm. and our chia and our chia we also use it for flax but I always use the chia eggs. So I'll grind up the chia and then I'll put a tablespoon of the chia seeds all Mm -hmm. powdered up, turned into that chia powder. Chia powder. It really (laughs) is. And And it only takes a few seconds. It really, you can buy it ground, but it's better to grind it as you go because you get more nutrients that way. It hasn't had a chance to oxidize in the air. So it really is better for you if you can take that time to grind it right before. And it only takes a matter of seconds. But if you're not going to do it otherwise, you're not going to get your chia otherwise, just buy it Mm pre-ground, the chia or the flax. So one chia egg is a tablespoon of the chia powder, Mm -hmm. dump it into a little bowl, and then you get three tablespoons of water. 
Ooh. And you mix it up, and that is okay. one egg. That's one chia egg. Right. And you can substitute that substitute that for one egg in a recipe. And how long does it need to sit? To it gets kind of congealy. It looks like you a just regular let egg it white. sit until it gets really jelly like. I mean, it's, and it, it only takes t- about two minutes, yeah. maybe. There's or no less. specific time. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just pour it directly in because as it sits in the bowl, it just does its little thing. So yeah, it works great. It absolutely works well for egg substitution. So those are my favorite egg substitutions. Mm-hmm. Yes, but chia tops mm-hmm. both. But you can use flax. It's just that I find flax takes longer to sit and kind of get that eggy texture, I mm-hmm. guess. Right. It doesn't get thick very quickly. Chia does, though. And another thing that she helped me develop that we both love is brownie batter hummus. What the <gasps> world, girl? Brownie we batter love hummus. Batter. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> what do we love to dip in that? Apples. Apples and strawberries are amazing dipped in I've brownie batter. I've never done that. Oh, yeah. Why haven't we done that? I've done it. <laughs> Did? When? I don't know. It must have it been some time when. It was when all those strawberries because yeah. I didn't get any. Uh-oh. They were gone. <laughs> it's terrible. I think the boys ate half of them. That sounds right now. That sounds totally right. It happens. We have two teen boys in the house. Mm -hmm. So say no more. I'm sure everybody blink and a plate of food is gone. gone. It's like, what? I just made a triple batch of granola. What just happened here? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Batch of granola. And I turn around. It's gone. (laughs) Okay. Now I know that we're talking about substitutions here. But what I want to know from you is what are your favorite main meals? What do you really love eating? Main meals. Mm, I love soup. Instapot soup. What kind of soup's your favorite? Your veggie soup. Veggie soup. Just beef stew or just regular vegetable soup. Because I have beef stew waiting for us right now. It smells really good. Mm -hmm. You can make it with jackfruit. Potatoes. Well, and this time I made it with, instead of the beef, I used mushrooms. And I just cut oh, them into quarters. Oh, mushrooms are good. Mm-hmm. They're so Soup. good in that. Uh, potatoes. Potatoes are so good in that. I love potatoes. Yeah. And then we put the green peas and baby carrots and onions. and All the good stuff. Oh, it's so good. Think of beef stew without the chunks of beef. And you want to put something to replace your beef. Chunks of mushroom are amazing. Jackfruit really is amazing. Now, I have to add this. If you haven't used jackfruit before, you can get it frozen or in the can. But the frozen kind's sweet, like fruit fruit. It's mm-hmm. not what you'd want to use to, to replace beef. No. You just want to eat it in a smoothie. But you want to get canned jackfruit, drain it off, and it will be like chunks of meat in your beef stew. It's really, really good. And that's actually a substitution, mm-hmm. not for butter or oil, but for meat. Oh, yeah. We love that and mushrooms. What else? I mean, just sometimes oh, it's just getting the flavor the in there. little things. Right? The smoked paprika. If you get it's that the flavor. flavor, too. Oh, my goodness. Because the thing is, when people talk about how much they love chicken and beef, it's what's on it. Mm-hmm. It's what's on I the totally beef and chicken. I totally agree. Because I would not, when I used to eat meat, if I was just eating plain chicken, no salt, no seasoning, I wouldn't like it. You wouldn't have ever it done that. It doesn't know. <laughs> now we have tofu chicken. And but we honestly, take the seasonings that we used for chicken and we just use it with tofu. And it's honestly, I can taste it better. Oh, my word. Let me tell you, we have gotten some of the best tofu recipes lately that we've come up with. How to make tofu taco meat and tofu chicken nuggets. They Ooh. taste like Chick-fil-A. No joke. And they've got like two so to three ingredients. They're so good. So easy to make. If you think you don't like tofu, think again. Because I promise you, once you learn how to make it, and it is so quick, so easy, it is one of 
the best meat replacements that you can find. And if you're trying to stay away from soy for some reason, there's so many others. So you don't need to think, oh, well, I can't do this because I don't eat tofu or I don't eat soy. It's no worries. But if you do eat soy or do eat tofu, like we do, we recommend organic, always organic, because soybeans are known to be highly GMO and Mm -hmm. sprayed a lot. So you want to stay away from that. So definitely opt for the organic. We've talked about so many different substitutions yes, today. We have. Oh my goodness, how has it been this long? I don't what know. the world? <laughs> I cannot believe I could that. Talk forever. We have to have you come back. I have loved having you on the podcast. I'm so glad that you got to meet Madeline. Listen, if you love listening to this podcast and getting all the information that we provide week after week, take a moment to rate the podcast. We love hearing from our listeners, hearing how this is changing your life. Whole food plant-based does not have to be hard, but it should be simple and delicious at all times because you want to create a lifestyle for yourself that you're going to love day after day, week after week, year after year so that you can continue doing this and build your best health so you can live your best life. Sunshine, I hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you again next time on Power on Plants. Stay crunchy.